Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla, a sex-positive hour of talk about kink, sexual mores, and writing dirty words. So grab a cup of cocoa, your favorite easy chair, and the lube as we go sailing into the dark, sweet waters of all things naughty on Licking Non-Vanilla with your hosts, Ralph Greco Jr. and M. Christian. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Licking Non-Vanilla with me, Ralph Greco Jr. and... Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian, from the wild and woolly lands of Eugene, Oregon. He's all the way out there, and I'm all the way here. We're... <laughs> we're we're across the country from each other, but but not in our hearts. We're we're <laughs> we're, we're right next to each other in our hearts, right, Chris? That's what really absolutely, matters, right? absolutely. Yeah. And Chris, when I first met Chris, he lived in the wild and woolly San Francisco Bay Area, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Yep. And, exactly. And, I would. I would. I just left. Like, God, it's been like a year. Yeah. Uh, I moved up here, but yeah, I, I sort of graduated from San Francisco to Berkeley to Oakland to Richmond and then Vallejo, and now I'm here. So. <laughs> If you follow that, that's almost the trail that the, the Zodiac killer took. So, exactly. I, have, you know, I I refuse to comment on that. Right. And and if you <laughs> if you notice when there's Zodiac killings, uh, Chris and the Zodiac killings, Chris was never in the same place. It's never they were never at the same place at the same time. So it's like Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, exactly. You have, to, have to worry yep. about. That. I, I take the fifth. I take the fifth. I take the fifth. But you were you were how old were you during those killings? So like in the seventies, you were uh, in nineteen seventy seventy one. How old were you? You were. Uh, I was I was a, I was an early early bloomer. Um, right, yep, right. Early, you know, I'm just an like, early you know, killing. Early serial it, killer. I tell you, when you're when you're when you're eleven years old, reaching the pedals on the getaway car is is a little bit challenging. That's hard, but you still did it. You know. I did, um, did it. Pulled it off. <laughs> Me and uh, Ted Cruz. We Ted Cruz and I. You sort of like. You know, did double shifts. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> now, because San Francisco always reminds me of, of well, great times I spent with you there. I had some great times with you there. And it's a great – I always love that city. Um, and uh, we have mutual friends that lived there and lived there at one point. And uh, we had some good times. And um, But but the city always has a, a certain patina of kink to me. So, yeah, I mean, that, that city was – quite the place for for fun and frolics mm -hmm. at that time right i mean you had you yep. had the you had the, you also had the Folsom street fair oh which god was a yes big kink mm -hmm. live kink event with all those people in uh it's and I think, bigger i think yeah right and i think you're right i think because of the 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 health the of the lgbt community there at the time which wasn't called that of course at the time and the leather community and 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 the gay you know all that community all those communities that was a pretty wide open city for, for liberal mm -hmm. kind of sexual expression, you know? Yep. Um, and, and you were right in the middle of it. Well, I was, I was there for a while. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I kind of dropped out in, I think that, you know, early two uh, thousands. Um, but then I got back into it like about, you know, you know, maybe like four or five years later. And right. it's always been very active. I think the reason why I kind of dried up though, it still has like several public dungeons and of course, Folsom Street has like two hundred thousand people who yeah. attend it, um, and there's still leather shops like Mr. S is still there, um, and so forth. But I think because the cost of living has gotten so bad, you know, all the freaks, weirdos, and kinky people just kind of like 
skip town because they can't couldn't afford, afford to live, live there anymore. Yeah, no kidding. Kidding. Did you? Did you, can you? Can you explore or tell the reason you got out of the out of the out of the community for Aww. a little while? You were so sweet. Um, I, I don't well, want to cry if you don't want to say. But no, no, no. I was just no, wondering I'm, why, I'm why you got just, out of it I'm, for a while. I'm just so flattered. You want to want to ask me? Um, I mean, not really, really bad reason. It was just that you know, um, my wife and I separated, and it was kink was for me kink at the time was more something fun to do with friends mm. and i didn't really have that big magnetic attraction to it so okay. you know it wasn't something that i longed for after we we broke up i just sort of like you know frankly didn't really wasn't inter interested anymore though i still hung on to quite a number of friends we had in common and right, right. you know i definitely played afterwards but it really wasn't something that i and felt necessarily to, to um you know keep on going it wasn't was like again i wasn't traumatic i just you know just wanted to try something else for a while. Well, you know, and, and I think, cause this, I think the show, I guess the show today is going to be about this, right. About entering <laughs> into kinks and exploring them and stuff. But, mm -hmm. and, and Chris and I have a, um, a nonfiction book coming out soon that explores, <laughs> right. Explores straight <laughs> stuff as well as kinks and how to get into mm -hmm. them and how to pursue them and safely, as we always say. But mm -hmm. I, I think, I think there is a difference between people who have an interest and people who are lifestylers. Mm -hmm. And 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 both are fine, perfectly fine, but um, mm -hmm. there there are two there are a lot of different approaches to like anything you know, but say someone had a passing interest in things that are a little bit what they would consider non vanilla for want of a better term, right? Um, these days, how would one pursue a sexual a sexual interest? That's you know not considered the norm. What what do you think? How do we how do we go out and find that these days? What do they do? I always I always think that you know personally I think in person is better than online. Yeah. Um. You know I mean not to not to dish online, but the thing about online you know initial communications can get really muddy. Um. You know you get people who are like you know self proclaimed experts. Um. They got people who are kind of like you know, behind keyboard, you yeah. know, kind of chauvinists and such. Um, right. It can be very intimidating. And frankly, there's a lot of bad information floating around. So I think the best yeah. idea would be to attend a class at some of the various, you know, sex shops, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, and put these on periodically or right. better yet, going to a convention. Um, right. Again, they're a little pricey because you have to pay for like airfare and hotel and everything right. else, right. but way cheaper than some of these other kind of events. And the kink scene is usually pretty friendly towards new people. If you just simply said, yeah, I'm just curious and wanted to see what this is about, you're going to hear everything. And not necessarily in a bragging kind of way, but just they, they love to be able, one of the kink, you know, one of the kinks about kink is very often they love to be educators. So, you know, they're not going to haul you off to their dungeon. It's more than likely that's like, well, you know, we'll talk to you about endlessly about what we do and our experience and such. But I think is actually quite lovely. Yeah, I think that, I, I agree. I think I would say this is probably true of anything that you want to pursue. It's probably best to do it in person as best you can because you mm -hmm. get hands on um, experience, so to speak. And with kinks, mm -hmm. that could be really fun. <laughs> or, yeah, you, you at least meet people. And, and, and like the, the typical thing we talk about all the time is the munch, which is a bunch of oh, yes. people getting together 
but in an innocuous way. They they meet at a diner or they meet at like the back room of a tavern, and there's usually mm-hmm. no playing going on. They just get together and social, and they socialize and exactly. they kind of get to know each other and and um, mm-hmm. see maybe what they're into. But usually there's nothing going on, and there's house parties that we, you know we both attended house parties, and mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of different ways, and it's not like Chris just said, it's not as unusual or different than the normal way people hang out and find each other, people with the same mm-hmm. interests, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Chris and I have both taught, and we've done this separately, although Chris has done it a hell of a lot more than I have, and we've done it <laughs> together. We've taught it at conventions. And uh, like mm-hmm. he said, generally the people we meet at convention, I'd say 99% of the time are wonderful people, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, really open and fun people. And and like Chris said, they're usually really into sharing what they're into because they, mm-hmm. you know, this is what they're into and it's not a mainstream thing. So they're not they're not exploring it on, on, on a 24-7 basis unless mm-hmm. they're a lifestyler. So that's a whole different thing. And again, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's just um, – so I think you're going to find a lot of very positive, open situations out there if you're going to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about like somebody just going, well, I'm just going to go on FetLife and see what it's all about? Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I use FetLife and I have a profile there. Right. Um, I used to be more diligent about, you know, interacting and such. Um, frankly, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm being negative, but FetLife is still kind of strikes me more often than not that a lot of quote unquote experts, yes, you know, yes, kind I'd of proclaiming, you know, what something is or isn't or how to do something. And the problem is, you know, kind of one of the inherent problem not problems, but one of the challenges about the internet is you never know exactly their expertise level. I right, mean, right. yes, they can say that they went to these various conventions, but there's no one fact-checking them. Right. Um, that's why I think conventions and events are much better because the people who usually are teaching have been vetted, you know, yes. that they've taught many other times. Um, right. So you don't accidentally follow the advice of Lord Dom 369 who right. teaches you how to do rope and you end up hurting somebody exactly. versus going a to point. a class with someone who has been doing rope bondage or something similar for 20 freaking years and taught like every convention on the planet. You know they know what they're talking about. Um, yes. And there's also a lot of kind of – for a better way of saying it, I guess it's kind of this you know, faux absolutism that kind of floats around where – People, you know, kind of like get off on being more intense than everybody else. Yes, that's so. That's if you very just true. like to be spanked, if you just like to be, you know, do something like age play, if you like doing something else, I mean, that's still you're not going to find like open prejudice. But at the same time, sometimes people will say they'll brag about, oh yes, I had my left hand cut off in a scene. Yeah, it's right. Just like right. you know, you know, that's fine for you, but you can only do it twice. Yeah, um, right. You know, no it's kidding. like, yeah. it's so it's like you know, everybody else is like going, but I just like to be bare bottom spanked. It's like you yeah. know, they kind of look down on that sometimes. And you know, what's why I like about conventions too? You don't have that kind of, you know, it's still there. It's not quite so you know egregious, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, there are some good places to learn about information. I mean, like uh, Hot Movies, which we both write for. Yeah, we write um, for Hot Movies. Kinkley, That's a great site. Kinkley, yep, right? Kinkley has all kinds of, of, you know, BDSM, you know, tips and tricks. Um, and that's there. I love their inclusiveness, too. So it's really highly yeah. recommended. Um, there's other sex ed sites that, that do it as well. But, you know, I usually find that going to those rather than a public site like FetLife is much preferable. 
Yeah, now FetLife is is more like a it's like a Facebook for kinkers, yep. you know, and and it uh, is. and and the other things that Chris is um, referencing these there a lot of these are based on you know uh, sexologists and, and clinical people who mm-hmm. know what the hell they're talking about, and exactly. uh, you can read up on them on in our in our new book coming out soon. But uh, yep, absolutely, yeah, abs- but Which I think we don't have a title for it. We don't have a title even <laughs> yet, but but we're getting there. Um, <laughs> the book's done. We just don't have a title. Yeah, that's all. Uh. But uh, but you know, it's 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 just interesting. I, I think because we also found at conventions, we have found that the criticism we got specifically about certain classes was that they weren't intense enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Chris and I, 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 we, we kind of always lead with these, this is going to be a good time for an hour and a half. You're going to have a lot of fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chris is going to show you some cool stuff and I'm going to, I'm going to make a lot of stupid jokes and, but you, <laughs> but it's not, it's not a bloodletting, you know, like we're not, if you're, if you're mm-hmm. coming here to be voyeuristic and get off on somebody getting really hurt, go somewhere else. Cause that's not going to happen here. And we've mm-hmm. never been about that. And I think that sometimes, and I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. There's sometimes there's this like badge of honor of like, look how hard I did this or I took this. Mm-hmm. And we've, you and I mm-hmm. walk through plenty of dungeons in our lives where we just keep walking because we're like, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, whatever you're doing, if you're doing it and, and you're wholeheartedly into it, that I. but if you're doing it so somebody recognizes you doing it, then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, what is that about? Right. Like, what is that? Yep. And and I think that that's, if we had anything to rail against in the, in the community, that would be it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Absolutely. That's got kind of like elitism. Yeah. Again, of like, you know, well, I like to get, you know, you know, electrical play and bloodletting and, you know, breath control, which, by the way, no one should ever be doing breath control, um, yeah. period. Um, it's one of the most dangerous things you possibly can do. And people I totally die agree. from it quite I often. Tell, yeah, people do. Um, and we know a lot of oh. people who've gotten in trouble and or got hurt or whatever. Uh-huh. Avoid exactly. breath, any kind of breath play. We And I know Absolutely. there are people that do it, though, Chris, right? There's people that have devotees for it. Yeah, but it. still, I mean, it's like you know, you have to know exactly what you're doing and have a long, long amount of experience. And even then, there's always a risk you're gonna, yeah. you know, someone's gonna die. I would uh, say that's anyway. the thing. I would agree. I, mm-hmm. I have to. I'd hate to say like one thing. I'd say well, you shouldn't do, but mm-hmm. I kind of I would say that's the thing you really shouldn't be doing. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think right below that, just to sound like the old fart waving his finger at kids on his lawn. Um, is rope bondage because unfortunately it's everywhere. So when you type in bondage, you see endless pictures of like Shabari and such. This is fine and dandy if you're an expert and you're playing with someone who is an expert on the receiving end, but it's something I think beginners should never do. It's way too dangerous. Um, There's other options like vet wrap or saran wrap or other things, but rope is very dangerous because it can easily cut off circulation. It can do nerve damage and it could take way too long for somebody to get out of if they're in a panic situation or they're uncomfortable or hurting. Um, So that's my other like old man, the mountain thing, but yeah, but no, Chris, what Chris is saying is very important. Very important. I think. And Chris, just before we don't get any further, tell people what Shibari is. So they know what we're talking about. Oh, sure. Uh, Shibari is, uh, I think it's basically defined as a Japanese practice of, Rope bondage. So right. if you type in Shibari, S H I B, how do you uh, R I? I think. I think yeah. so. I mean, if you type in rope bondage, it'll just pop right up. Right. Um, and it's very elaborate, and it can often involve things like suspension, which again is very risky. 
Um, and it's just my the reason why I'm a little about it is type in you often get so many pictures of this and it's always, you know, makes it look like, oh, it's just like macrame in a body, <laughs> exactly. you know, or something similar. But oh my God, unless you know exactly what you're doing, and yeah. I don't mean reading and and things, I mean you know, practicing with someone who's an expert yes. until you can do it blindfolded, don't do it. It's just way too risky. Um, yeah. you know, it's, and, and don't, and that's another factor too. It's like what you just said perfectly is, you know, don't play because it, you think it makes you look hot or cool play because you like what you're doing. Yeah. And, well, and yeah, absolutely. Know. And like you said, because we saw, we saw a very good display of, of Shibari, uh, at, at, at the armory and Chris and I have talked mm -hmm. about the armory before this is a, a mm -hmm. structure that exists in San Francisco and it's run by kink.com. But the people who were playing at this, they were doing a live demonstration. These people knew what they were doing. They were experts. Mm -hmm. at, first of all, you would, you wouldn't get in front up in front of a hundred people and do this thing unless you're expert, but they were experts, mm -hmm. perfect experts. But what Chris is talking about Shibari or any kind of bondage for novices is very dangerous, extremely mm -hmm. dangerous because mm -hmm. For various reasons, I mean, you know, just think about a rope. Just, in fact, there's so many reasons why this is dangerous that it outweighs you wanting to even go there and play with it, you mm -hmm. know? And that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that – and I hate to be the same way you're being, like, you know, the, get your bikes off my lawn. But mm -hmm. what, what else can we say? I mean, there are things that are just really – the same with impact play. We talk about this all the time. For those of you who don't know mm -hmm. what we're talking about, we're talking about hitting somebody with an instrument or your hand. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's on the safer side, but there's still plenty of places that never should be struck. Um, you know, the, the, the ass is the perfect place. Shoulders are next up, but very, you can't really slap a shoulder or use an impact play thing on a shoulder unless you really dial it back. And, mm -hmm. you know, because the, there are still bones in that area. What's great about the ass is no matter how you hard you hit it, you're really not going to hurt somebody. I mean, yes, you could probably bruise someone or cause yeah. welting if you're using like a cane. And the big thing, of course, is to avoid the coccyx, which is the tailbone, because you never want to hit that or the kidneys, which are just above, you know, the um, the ass cheeks. Um, right. But if you stay on that area, you're pretty much okay. I mean, once again, unless you really go after somebody. But I've seen people got getting caned on hands and feet, Ugh. you know, and that's totally dangerous. I yeah. mean, you I mean, unless you're using a very soft and very low impact thing, I mean, the hands and feet are very fragile. It's way too easy to cause damage, yeah. um, you know, and it's just one of those things, again, it's just like, you know, I'm, you know, not to sound like the old man again, but it's like, it's always better to play safe for a long time than play, you know, over, uh, needlessly intense, and that you can only do it once because you hurts you hurt yourself somehow. So you know, no fantasy is worth like harming yourself or somebody else. Well, and that's a very good point. Um, you know what what we have in our minds. This is this is probably this is one of the tenets of our book actually in the kink section. Mm -hmm. It's something we talk about all the time. What what we have in our minds and fantasize about can be a chasm. There can be a chasm of difference between that and reality. And then mm -hmm. when you get to reality, you're like, wait a minute, this is nothing like I thought mm -hmm. and good or bad. And I think that we, you know, we have to be uh, open to that possibility to say, hmm, maybe this is not a mm -hmm. great idea now that I'm here. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, there's, there's a certain area of just above the, just above the upper thigh to, to middle of the, of the booty, which is great. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the sweet spot. 
but you shouldn't be hitting people's and you know like there's there's people that do you know um um they hit you know there's striking of genitals and uh breasts and all these things mm-hmm. that if you're gonna do that stuff you like chris said you better dial it back because mm-hmm. you may have an idea in your head what that's is going to be like and what you want and you get there and you're like well, wait a minute this is this is apples and oranges man this is mm-hmm. nothing like i thought it was going to be so you have to be very very careful and and at the end of the day we i know i've seen i've seen the the people in our classes their eyes are glazing over sometimes but chris and mm-hmm. i chris and i are not going to be deterred from saying safety 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 and uh mm-hmm. you you want another dose of safety i mean we, we we're not going to be deterred from that and i, I don't care mm-hmm. if you you thought the class was too light and you didn't think we go I, I don't care i mean it's just there's not i'm not comfortable either in those classes to do demonstrations that are hardcore mm-hmm. they're just not chris i don't know about you i just don't feel it's a place for it mm-hmm. you know i totally agree i think people come agree. to the classes for that reason sometimes but i don't mm-hmm. think they're for that and that's why i think in, at the end of the day, we 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 enjoy our writing classes more than anything because we just stand mm-hmm. there and, and, and you know. But and we've always had good reactions in classes. I don't think it's that. It's just that we're just the kind of guys where you know there's certain things that that rail against our sensibilities, and mainly it's safety. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing that's like I you know going back to me because I am obviously the most important person in the world. Of course, um, of course. The, the one thing. The one thing I always took away from my early years in San Francisco was that they were very safety focused. Every class that, you know, I went to and everybody I talked to, that was yeah. always the major focus. And I really kind of missed that because you know, while a lot of people still bring it up, if you look at like a lot of online classes, if you look at a lot of like, you know, even convention things, they often have a tendency to drift towards the extreme side. Um, you know, and I once again, I do I do think that's very dangerous because you know, people who are new, who haven't had experience, they're going to like, you know, think that's what's supposed to happen as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, instead of using elaborate shibari, they can use like vet wrap and saran wrap. And, you know, rather than, you know, brutal caning, you know, to use something like, you know, a hand or a hairbrush. And they always yeah. kind of, like, they have a tendency to drift towards that extreme end because they think that's cooler than how things should be. When in reality, it's just kind of, once again, kind of this, you know, you know, attitude of extreme is better. And, you know, it just kind of bugs me. Well, it's weird too, because when we, man, you know, and again, we're not coming down on the community because we love the community. Yeah. I mean, no, the, the community is wonderful. Community, yeah. The BDSM community is by and large a great bunch of people. Yeah, they're wonderful, wonderful people. And, uh, but in, in the classes where I've seen this happen is that Chris will mention something that we you can do or use. And then somebody raises their hand and says, oh, you can do it this way. And we're always open to anybody's idea, right? We're like, oh, that's great. That's mm-hmm. really interesting. But then somebody else has to offer something that's more intense. And then the mm-hmm. thing in the room gets to be, well, let me top that with what I did. And mm-hmm. let me, you know, and what, and then, and it was like, it gets to a point where like, oh, wow, I did that, but le- I did this. And and I'm like, mm-hmm. what are we trying? I, I don't know what we're trying to prove here. I, and these are adult people mm-hmm. acting like, like teenagers with trying to up one another. And mm-hmm. this is, that's the only thing. But I think that's true with any community. If you if you sit in a, in a room with a bunch of community community theater actors, each one's going to give you their resume. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a there's a natural I I not you and I don't do it because we're too evolved, but you know, <laughs> but we don't sit around giving people our credits. 
We just mm-hmm. don't. You know, we if we talk, somebody talks about our writing, it's not like, well, I had this published here, I had this published here. We just don't do that again because mm-hmm. we're way too evolved, um, <laughs> emotionally intelligent, and just talented. <laughs> but, um, but there is not. We don't need to one up. We certainly don't do with each other, and we mm-hmm. don't. We don't. I've never seen you do it, and I know I don't do it in in any. We've been in circumstances. Where somebody's talking a lot of shit, and we know they are, mm-hmm. and we don't, we don't, we don't eviscerate them. We don't, we don't try to cut them up, cut with. Oh, I did that too. We just, mm-hmm. we just blindly just go along. Okay, whatever, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So there's no need for you and I to do that. We don't seem to have to do that, and I guess because we're just confident in who we are and what we do. But in every community, if you get a bunch of people together who do the same thing, there's a whole bunch of always trying to get one what one up on the other person. Mm-hmm. And in the kink community, Absolutely. I've seen that happen. Yeah. Oh, it's an, a, anything. It's basic human nature. I mean, yes, it's absolutely. model train groups, you know, right. florists. I mean, everybody's going to have like, there's always this dynamic when you put a bunch of people together yes. of trying to up themselves or trying to downplay something else. It's like I yes. said, it's just kind of human nature. I yes. think the reason why we're so, so deprecate, self-deprecating is, you know, it's kind of like, this is just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm proud of certain things I've done. I love working with you. Right. Um, but it's also like, I don't know. I mean, I just find that kind of arrogant approach kind of a, a turnoff. I mean, the only time I ever could be guilty of it is when I um, send out a resume for like, trying to get a writing gig because I want to impress the hell out of them. You're trying um, to sell yourself. So I'll, I'll mention sense. everything, including like, you know, organ size. It's just like, yes, my right. ki- my kidneys are a magnificent foot, you know, pinkish <laughs> color and, and, you know, whatever. I mean, just, right. you know, it's like I smell like peaches or anything because I'm trying to get the gig. That but, you know, afterwards it's like, you know, just don't, I don't like, you know, a lot of self-promotion. It's part of the game now, of course, but, you know, I just find people who do it way too much, they come off as being arrogant and a little defensive yeah. too. It's like. You know, the only way they feel is like they can, they always kind of look down on other people and they, and mainly to boost themselves up. But, you know, it's like, like we mentioned before, just, you know, rambling here, but, you no, know, I the agree. community is the very same way. I think it's better, frankly, than a lot of other communities. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, they're very respectful. They're very inclusive, uh, by and large. There's always exceptions. Right. Um, they always focus on safety and community. Um, yes. They often will donate the proceeds of an event to a charity. Um, and they don't like try, they don't like price gouge either. I mean, when you go to a king convention, by and large, the amount of money you'll spend is what it takes to run the convention, as opposed to yes. some organization that's going to get a lion's share of the money. Yes. Um, and again, they always, they always try and be you know, like very inclusive and very supportive. And, you know, they, one of the other things about the king community I particularly like is it's very self-policing. So if you do something bad or something really inappropriate or do something that's not like safe, sane, and consensual, you'll probably get caught. And, and the community is very and, good yeah. about sort of like warning people and saying this person is, you know, has problems or something similar. And I wish it was a little better in some ways because it's hard to do that with the internet. But, you know, I know particularly that, you know, back in the, you know, the nineties in San Francisco, if you acted out, you're going to be on a shit list. Um, yeah. In fact, I remember several people like you know, caused a scene at a party or were rude or something similar. It's like, you know, they were just kind of like, you know, pushed out in the wayside until they behave themselves. <laughs> well, and, and you got to be, you know, it's just is because there's there's discretion. Right. There's, that's mm-hmm. first of all. Absolutely. Um, some people come to these conventions and, they, and, they, and the convention is we've been in certain conventions who have taken all over a whole hotel and and oh so yes the the general public's not allowed in 
um, mm-hmm. for that for that weekend. And it's in discretion is is assured that people mm-hmm. want to make sure of that and safety. So there's the two big things. And uh, mm-hmm. you act out and you don't don't act correctly. And um, mm-hmm. and, and people don't watch you around. And, and, and it, it just it just spoils the whole thing, you know. But mm-hmm. we've we've also been spoiled in the fact that the first convention we did together and we did it twice um, happened to be an experience that was fantastic for us both. We were, fl- oh, we were flown there. We were we were mm-hmm. fed with food and drink. We had our own. We were treated rooms. like kings. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I I still can't <laughs> believe it. And and Chris and I did it two years in a row. Or no, it was a year. Mm-hmm. year I think it was a year between. And uh, I think there's a year gap. You're right. Yeah, and it was just it was just a fantastic experience. Yeah, I want to do it again. But it we was can't great. Do anything right now? Right, but it was um, it was great. Oh, they were and fantastic. They were great, and they were just so happy to have us and. And uh, it was just a, one of those instances, you know, and um, we kind of figure out what what classes we want to do and what we were were were, were um, mm-hmm. we were we were featuring. And uh, let me oh, just let me cut it yeah. right here. This is Licking on Vanilla, by the way, with Ralph Kirkwood Jr. <laughs> and M. Christian or Chris, as his friends call him, but you have to call him M. Christian because you're not his friend. <laughs> um, just want to let you know what that was where you are because we're going on today about <laughs> we're going on today about entering the kingdom. I would say, right? Yep. That's the that's the way of yep. looking at it, and what you should be looking out yep. for, and what you should do, and yep. and whatever whatever your thing is, you're probably gonna. Would you say mostly that you're probably gonna find it? Oh yeah, generally. That's speaking. another thing I love about the. Oh, that's why I love about the King community too. And by the way, just to give a shout out, we're talking about a convention called uh, called um um uh, uh beat me in st louis yeah beat me you in know, st louis was is, the one we were talking yeah. about that was wonderful yes yeah. which i Absolutely. really if you're in the area i highly recommend you attend because it was a wonderful group and a wonderful convention not the other ones aren't con- wonderful but they just sort of stand out yeah they um, did they also do the spank me to spanksgiving yep. um around that time of year and they are wonderful but anyway and chris i'm glad chris told you who they were because they do deserve a shout out absolutely exactly absolutely Absolutely. I mean, a really bu- great bunch. Like I said, the other ones have been fine too, but you know, that great. one just sort of stands out. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, and I agree with you too. That's one thing about the community I really love too. It's like, even though yes, they have a tendency to like, kind of like put much pressure on the extreme side. They also really embrace almost anything as long as it's safe, sane and consensual. So yes. if you go to one of these conventions, very often they will be like uh, a dungeon, you know, which is basically, just, which is a weird thing to have a, intense bdsm party in a in a room where you know the lions club met last month or something like <laughs> that it always has that ugly orange carpet and absolutely it's so it's it's kind of jarring to walk into the space when you, you know, it's like you know there's the saint andrew's cross there's the stalks you know there's someone being bull whipped there's somebody who's being spanked and we're in a room that looks like it's the hilton i mean I'm, you know it's a hotel so it's kind of weird um but yeah it's <laughs> like you know you'll also see things like they'll be like uh, a pony, you know, show with people playing, you know, playing as being horses. Right. See, there'll be a ball pit and play pens for the littles. Yeah. And there'll also be, you know, like a, you know, a, fo- a queer focused, you know, part of the convention or there'll be, you know, all kinds of different things. So it's very diverse, which is wonderful. It's not just black leather too. It's like, you'll see people dressed in pink and tutus and glitter, oh, you yeah. know, I mean, it's, it's wonderfully diverse. So it's, that's what's so nice about it too. It's like if you're into something, whatever, you can go there and no one's going to look down on you. So if you're, right. you know, if you like being, you know, if you like sitting on birthday cakes, more than likely there's more than one person there who also likes sitting on birthday oh, cakes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Chris just mentioned the littles and 
we happen to know some of them. The littles are, are uh, men and women who play at being young at a convention. I mean, mm -hmm. this is what they do. They yep. play act and they role play and they wear diapers or jumpers and they mm -hmm. sit in the corner in color and they, they you know, they suck on pacifiers and um, mm -hmm. that's what a little is. And that's the thing about, about these spaces, these, what they would call, I guess you want of a better term is a safe space mm -hmm. that you can explore those role playing and, you know, being who you're not, whether you're dressing mm -hmm. in a different gender, whether you're dressing up as a, as a, as a, an animal, whether mm -hmm. you're dressing as a, not your age. And, mm -hmm. it, and we all understand we're all adults. So we understand that, mm -hmm. that what, what that is there, just people trying on the thing they like to do that makes them feel comfortable um, around in, in public. Cause they can't normally do that in public and, mm -hmm. uh, and, or at their job or whatever it is. And they're safe. They're safe in, in, mm -hmm. in like, like Chris said, usually those spaces are like, uh, they're like big ballrooms with the, had the waffling um, separator, wall separator, you know, mm -hmm. and they just open them all up. Mm -hmm. And it's just a big, well, like, like Chris said, the Rotary Club was there last week, you know, or the, <laughs> or the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the quilters, the, the, you know, the, 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 the PA quilters, you know, like something from, you know, mm -hmm. Lancaster, Pennsylvania, you know, like, so it's, it's an interesting <laughs> way they do it, but everybody so and there's usually and there's there's all, often a medical room which chris and i have oh yes medical play mm -hmm. medical play would again that's another one of those things you should know what you're doing well exactly because that's a dangerous little thing to get into and that's i true. try not to be i try not to be judgmental but you know medical play makes me do a huge ick but once again i, I would never fault anyone for doing it and i hope they have a good time and play safe but just for me it's like oh go no, no, no. Yeah, there's just there's a lot that goes on there that's just not my thing, you know. I I would say mostly everything that goes on there is not my thing on any kind of level, you know. Um, because most things, and yeah, I hate to let I don't want to call these people out because I know people who, I don't know. I guess I know some people who did it. We were I had a client once who was doing that in that world, and mm -hmm. that's great, you know. But it's just that out of all the things that I can kind of understand or get close to, that's a thing. I can't get that. I can't get close to as far as mm -hmm. my sensibilities. Just that's just on me personally. You know, I just think it's a little too hardcore, you know? Yep. And again, mm -hmm. it depends on what it is. I mean, I have kind of a needle phobia. Um, so that sort of like rules that out. And it's, I have a funny little story because back once again, once in San Francisco, there was this kind of like kink legend that you, if uh, you know, the, 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 the most, weird or not weird but you know kind of the most intense people to play with are were people who were emts or doctors well yeah um, be, think about because, everything they've seen they know exactly where to go right yeah. exactly they have no problem you know doing all kinds of stuff because they do it all all the time so yeah right. you know you you know if you want to get like a you know like a you know you know i don't know what but you know you know blood and you know everything else they're the people to talk to. And it's so funny because people would often, you know, joke about, oh, my God, that person's an EMT. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Because what, what, what are they capable of? Because that's what they do on a normal basis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Because a lot of times we see with these things, um, people taking, um, taking, taking a vacation, so to speak, um, a sexual vacation uh, 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 at these at these conventions. Mm -hmm. well woefully opposite of what their lives are mm -hmm. you know somebody go there uh, like a high executive uh 
male or male or female high executive mm -hmm. in the in the in the business community and come through one of these conventions and, and they completely are a complete sub. You know, mm -hmm. they want to be beaten and you know controlled and all that kind of stuff and humiliated, mm -hmm. and which is something they do to people on a in their own way on a regular <laughs> basis, right? So we see the opposites, extreme opposites, you know, and then we also mm -hmm. see people exploring a little bit about themselves that they like you're saying either they have a mm -hmm. this is their work or something that they they do a little bit of in their natural life and they explore mm -hmm. it deeper with with us in a sexual connotation you know absolutely and yeah. the one thing worth mentioning too and this is something that you you touched on you know very well the, at the start is the one another thing about the king community is the idea that it's very private so they have this kind of uh actually not kind of they have this you know, in place social rule that if you go to something like a king convention, every, you, can, you know, you're going to be there. I mean, everyone's going to see you and such. But if away from the convention, if you happen to run into someone you saw, the first thing you do is kind of ignore them. Um, you certainly mm -hmm. don't walk up to them in the middle of a, like a, you know, a, a you know, a shop, a grocery store and say, hey, how was the convention where I saw right. you gotten flogged? You know, because that person could be with their business partner, they could be there with their wife, the, you know, their right. other partner, they could be with their mother. And right. so it's very, really uncool to do that. And so you do this kind of like little social dance. Like if you make eye contact, you smile. And if the other person smiles back, then you kind of approach a little bit and sort of make a little hi, how you doing? And, yeah. you know, it's it, because the one thing you never want to do is out somebody because there's still some very serious risks of being public and, you know, in the kink scene. I oh, mean, absolutely. depending on where you live, you can lose jobs, you know, you can, you know, lose custody of your kids. Absolutely. Um, you can even absolutely. go to jail. So, right. you know, some places have to be, you know, some people and certain places you'd be very careful. Um, others are more tolerant. I mean, San Francisco, of course, you know, except for one time when I, when a party was, I got raided, but that's a long story. Um, you know, but even St. Louis, I mean, they're, they rent a whole hotel and the hotel is yes. perfectly fine with them. Which I think is very cool too. That you know the convention events are usually like like you know the kink community ones because they're very good about self policing. They don't get drunk and rowdy, and they always make sure that they clean up after themselves. So which hotel wouldn't? Yeah, yeah, because like Chris is saying too, there's there's a there's a certain um, policing that goes on in the, in the dungeons um, mm -hmm. by by dungeon masters, DMs, and they they they're they're pretty good with with people good kicking people on the out in their keisters if they're not acting correctly mm -hmm. or they're being you know they're they're being unusually dangerous or mm -hmm. and there's usually usually kind of a um it's kind of an unwritten rule about you're not you you're not walking into a dungeon with a beer in your hands oh and no. and you're usually frowned upon coming into those situ situations uh tipsy or buzzed because mm -hmm. it's just too dangerous so there is a mm -hmm. lot of that, like there's a lot of that, and also what's fun too, like Chris was saying. Although <laughs> we went to a convention in Vegas, and and the first time that convention was in Vegas, it was in a regular hotel, and you mm -hmm. had all these kinksters walking around the hotel, and in Vegas nobody notices, nobody even. <laughs> you, I mean, at one point we got you and I got on the, on the elevator, and we were going up in there, and there was like there was a couple of guys dressed as as girls, and a couple other things going on, and um. You know very fanciful because we were i think the first time we went to that convention their their open suite was on on the 18th floor remember we went up to the mm -hmm. upstairs and i remember going up and so everybody's going up in the elevator again and you had regular hotel guests and you had kinksters that were there for the convention 
and nobody even looked at him, you know, because you're in Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like another it's another <laughs> Thursday night in Vegas, you know. Um, so, but but there are a lot of the conventions I have been to. They have just rented out the whole hotel, mm-hmm. which is which is wonderful. Then there's no. It's always fun to watch the hotel staff. But generally, they know what's going on, and they're 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 used oh, yeah. to it. It's no big deal, and uh, mm-hmm. but it's nice when that happens because then a, a real, real high level discretion can be maintained, mm-hmm. which is very important to everybody. That, who's that's going. that's. I think you're completely right, and I love that. I mean, it's so cool. I mean, I, particularly the ones that take the whole hotel are wonderful because what they what the management does, and again, again this depends on the hotel. They actually offer the staff. So in other right. words, the, the manager will talk to the staff and say, hey, this is going to be this convention this weekend. It's going to be kink. There'll be like public nudity. So they don't force them to work. They yes. have the, they sort of like volunteer for it. And I remember at the last time we went to um, uh, uh, Beat Me in St. Louis, I actually was got off the elevator and there was this, you know, there was this, you know, uh, person there who does like, you know, cleaning and such. And mm. I chatted with them for a few minutes and they were like, Oh, we love this. You guys are always respectful. Yes. You're always clean yes. up after yourselves. You I mean, you know, because once again, consent is such a huge part of the BDSM community. They never, they, they rarely get like hassled, you know, and no, you know, people always treat them with a great deal of respect, um, which I thought was really cool because once again, that, that consent thing is very important. So, you know, they, they don't treat it, you know, they treat they get, get treated much better than like drunken frat boys might or something similar. And I always think that's very touching. I mean, I think that's really cool. Um, in fact, it was, Sin in the City said the same thing when we were there. They're saying, oh, yeah, you guys are great. You know, it's like, well, that's yeah. very cool to hear. <laughs> yeah, because they had him back at least twice in the one hotel. And I mean, mm-hmm. I think that I think because, you know, it's all inclusive. Everybody's there, you, you know, mostly mm-hmm. generally speaking. Even in Las Vegas, although you and I are different, but generally speaking, it seemed to me when you, we were in Las Vegas and Chris is talking about the sit in the city uh, conventions, it seemed to me that a lot of the people who were there for the convention stayed in the hotel. They didn't mm-hmm. go. To, they didn't really trip around so much. You and I did, but mm-hmm. they didn't do so much of that. I think because they find what they want, they are where you know they're together, and that's where mm-hmm. they're staying. And it, that's saying a lot because you're you're in the middle of say now San, San Louis was different because that hotel was a little bit further out, mm-hmm. but Las Vegas is certainly you can just walk out your door and and be anywhere you want, which mm-hmm. with the most you know the, the highest level of uh, distractions in the world you know, but mm-hmm. I saw less people do that at a king convention in Las Vegas I think and I think that's why and that's why the the hotels want that because they're like all these people are staying here they're eating here. They're doing, you know, they're not, they're mm-hmm. not leaving here. So we have them here, which is unusual for Las Vegas. You know, mm-hmm. usually you just sleep in a hotel room and you leave. So I, you know, I, I, I could have, cause we would go, you and I would go usually walk through the lobby in the morning to go get coffee or something. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that mo- a lot, a lot of the people who were at the convention were eating, eating breakfast in the, in the breakfast mm-hmm. nook there. Yep. So they didn't travel so far beyond the hotel because they came for to do what they were doing. It wasn't mm-hmm. so much that they had Las Vegas there, you know, mm-hmm. which is interesting because you figure, shit, Las Vegas. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. It's like, it's always interesting that they basically, and people come and they basically just stay right there. And they're, I mean, some people, you know, go out. We, we can't be the only ones. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but, you know, but if you come there for a convention, frankly, I think Vegas would be a little tame afterwards. 
Um, you know, so it's, it's, and I remember seeing, um, like ads for like, you know, um, strip clubs or, you know, erotic shows. And, I, and at the time I remember thinking, it's like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, what are you? Oh, oh, it's hopless show. Oh boy, you know, I can see that walking through the lobby. You know, like, like can you give me, can you? Know? Yeah, it's, it's it's very true. We we uh, Chris and I availed ourselves of we because we don't get to see each other. So when we go through these things, mm-hmm. we like to get out and about and walk around. So we go to both exactly. Vegas. We like to get and we have we have friends, clients, whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, generally speaking. Yeah, there's nothing much on the strip that's going to attract you beyond what's going right on in the, in the dungeon, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, I think that's that's an interesting thing about the dichotomy of what Vegas is and what's happening there, you know. Um, but you know, I, I really, I really, I can't speak for every convention in the world because I've only I've done a handful with and without mm-hmm. you, and and certainly more with you. I've always had great experiences, great experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, we've oh, met wonderful people. You know, absolutely. Uh, I think every convention I've gone to, it's nothing but a positive experience. I yeah. mean, some of them are, are better than others. Um, yeah. um, not to dish any particular one. Um, you're talking before about like, you know, running on, running into people who were, you know, not kinky in the elevator. Uh, I remember went to a one convention. I didn't go very often because he, because the thing about San Francisco conventions is mm. it's pretty much every day is a, as a king convention. Yeah, so, right. you know, the few times they sort of pop up, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's like just an average Saturday night as yeah. opposed to like someplace like, um, sit in the city or like, um, beat me in St. Louis. It's like, right. you know, for people who are in the scene, that's the place to go. Um, right. but it was funny because the hotel it was in, they didn't rent the whole hotel. And so they had like cordoned off areas. So if you went down a flight of stairs, suddenly you're in BDSM fantasy land if you went back up the stairs, there's a whole bunch of tourists from, you know, Frostbite <laughs> Falls, Minnesota. Right. Um, so it definitely got some weird. And I love the fact their their dealer's room was on a floor um, as opposed to being in the convention area. Okay. So, you know, you, you to get there, you'd either have to put on your civilian garb or just hope you don't run into somebody. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. doesn't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> and that's fun, too, because in those instances the guests, the other guests get kind of a, a whiff of what's going on. Well, what's mm-hmm. here this week? And like, oh, well, we got the pipe fitters and we got the, uh, <laughs> we got the duck, the duck, uh, the duck, uh, the duck salesman, you know, the, uh, and then we all, and then we have the, we have the kinksters and people kind of get, and then it becomes almost like, well, let me try to catch some of these weirdos as they walk through the, the lobby, you know? And, and we're always real good about that. Cause we realize where people are coming from. So mm-hmm. we, we, Chris and I, especially, we're always just, and Chris and I are never really all that much in uh, any kind of kink regalia. We're just kind of just us. Mm-hmm. So um, we will, but the funny thing is that we've said this a million times and it bears repeating because it, it'll, it'll be a good end to this show and also give people uh, another insight of really how boring we are because <laughs> we are, we are ridiculously boring. So the last time Chris and I go to, and I, I don't know if I, I may have told this story before, but the last time Chris and I went to sit in the city in uh, Las Vegas, that was the last time we were at that convention. And we get off the plane at different times. So Chris comes in, you came in from San Francisco or wherever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you were living in that day area. And I came from, from Jersey. So I landed, I think, before you. Mm-hmm. And kind of hung out around the, the hotel waiting for you. And then you came in a couple hours later. Or maybe I stayed... Then maybe we even met each other at McLaren. Maybe that's what we did too. Maybe I should, one of us waited for the other one at McLaren. Mm-hmm. I think so. So Chris and I 
get in um we take whatever there was like a there was a a bus that that took you back and forth to the hotel and the hotel we were staying off was off the strip mm-hmm. not that far off the strip but enough off the strip so chris and i get in and we get our badges and do we didn't need no sticking badges but we get our badges and we did what we had to do <laughs> and then uh we were like well let's go get something to eat and then we'll go to i think at that point we went down to fremont street i, think I don't we did, know why yes. we picked that night too. so this is the first night chris and i are in it's a friday night in vegas so get so i'm setting you up here it's a friday night in vegas chris <laughs> and i have just got off the plane chris has been chris took a longer time because remember you had to take the train into the san francisco airport and it took a oh, while yes and yes that so, took a while it was a long day for you not a long flight but a long day to get to your flight mm. it's a five-hour flight for me we're a little we're not jet lag exactly but we're a little dopey don't more mm-hmm. dopey than we normally are and we're usually pretty <laughs> we're usually pretty goddamn dopey so anyway <laughs> we get down to fremont street and we go to that there's a container store mall right we went oh, down that there was wonderful yeah i can't remember the cool. name of it that's like it's really cool. It's made up of all shipping containers. And right. It's a more praying mantis that spits fire. It's and it's really very wild. cool. I, that's my favorite part. I think that and Fremont Free is actually my favorite part of Vegas. So we did that. And Chris and I are walking Fremont. And now you, it's the hours not different than you, but it's different for me. So I'm mm-hmm. a little discombobulated what time it is. And it's starting to get dusky. But down there, you can't tell because everything's lit up. Mm-hmm. and but chris and i are getting we're obviously getting knackered we got something to eat right we went to went to the pepper mill and then we went down there yes I think. right okay yes but we're knackered we're, we're pretty goddamn tired and i looked at chris and i'm like well yeah obviously we're tired because it's got to be it's like 11 30 12 o'clock at night and chris mm-hmm. goes you don't want me to tell you what time it is because you're gonna feel like a fool <laughs> And I'm like, well, what time is it? He looks at his watch. He goes, Ralphie, it's seven o'clock. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And so like, we 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 go back up. We get a we get an Uber and get back to our hotel. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I think before oh yeah, I know what I did. Before you came, I went to the there's a a big convenience store kind of uh, pharmacy right near the hotel, and mm-hmm. I got his snacks and stuff to drink like waters and some check mix snacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I brought them to the hotel. So anyway, we get back to the hotel quarter after seven. There's nothing even going on. The, the dungeons aren't even up yet. It's only yep. quarter after seven. We go back to our room and Chris and I are sitting there with our shoes off, the, our socky, socky feet up on the, on, the, on the table, watching some bad TV, <laughs> drinking water and having our chat. And I remember taking a picture and sending it back home to people. I said, 7 30 friday night vegas this is what we're doing and we're <laughs> we're such we're i like can we get any more boring and like within the next four hours the dungeons was open I, and we were kept saying oh mm-hmm. we'll get there we'll go and walk through and i think you may have walked mm-hmm. through but it's a perfect example of like things are not what you think they are you know oh yes because we mm-hmm. we and that was not the first time that we were in bed by 9 30. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, granted, we had a class the next day too, but man, it's funny when you when you tell people what you do, like we do, and where we're going and what we're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, Chris is like, well, we're, Chris is bringing uh, all these different homemade uh, instruments and toys for tit torture class. You tell people mm-hmm. that they think, oh my God, the life you guys lead. And I'm like, yeah, we're in bed by 9.30 in Vegas on a Friday night. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. Like, it's a, for us to even stay up to go to, like, a midnight show, we got to get sleep, man. You know, like, it's just mm-hmm. so funny. So it's just funny how that is, you know. It's, it's the perception. Oh, absolutely. Of, That's so know. wonderful. Thank you for so much for sharing that. But you're right. It's like, it's funny because even though we both have played in the scene, we both mm-hmm. had, you know, done a lot of pretty 
could be generic kinky shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like, you know, it's, it's, it's more like, you know, it's something we do and the conventions are kind of an excuse to get together. In fact, we often joked about that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like the teaching is fun. It's always a blast. And going to the conventions is always, you know, really, really fun. But mostly it's just to hang out with each other. So, yes. you know, it's so, you know, we're, we're not the first person in line to get in the dungeon room. We're not plopping down, you know, hundreds of bucks at the dealer's room. Right. Uh, and I hate to say this, we don't take any other classes. Um, yeah, we don't. But, yeah. you know, so for us, it's kind of, it was kind of funny. I mean, we still have a good time and I really want to do more of them. But it's just kind of like, well, you know, it's, it's this, this is, we're actually going because we like hanging out and we like going to the cities where this, where this is taking place. I mean, oh, that's wonderful. We went, that's so wonderful. Oh, we had yeah. so much fun. Oh, God, oh, so much incredible. fun in Vegas. Incredible. And we also had a blast in St. Louis. Oh, my you God. Know, yeah, we hooked yeah. up the, with, we hooked yeah. up with a wonderful person who was basically kind of like their driver. Uh, oh, what was their name? Um, Rosie. Rosie. Oh, no, that was, uh, and Rosie that was, was a dream. Rosie was unbelievable. Oh. We had the greatest Oh, Rosie time. was fantastic. One time I remember we went out, you know, we hit like, we went to barbecue places, which was a blast. We walked yeah. around downtown St. Louis, which was wonderful. We went to that crazy ass museum. Yeah, but that was also, cool. Uh, uh, Rosie dragged us out at, a, at midnight to go to this one little diner. Oh, it was great. And it, it was a cool oh. diner with... This this, oh. this waitress was like this saucy little waitress with really mm. big boobs, and she was just mm-hmm. and she was just fun, and we had and it was like, but it was a great diner. The food was great. You mm-hmm. paid nothing for all this food, but it was like in the middle of no, you never find it. And Rosie mm-hmm. found it for, and we that was just, and we were jawing with Rosie, and it was just that's the thing about these conventions, you meet some great great people, you know, absolutely. And, uh, we just have such a great time, and I, I, I agree. I mean, I I. For us, it's really the hanging out part. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what, you know, it's like, oh, I can hang out with Chris for a weekend. What could be, be- better? You know, like, it's fantastic. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, which is, it's, and it's funny, one time too, I remember the only time we ever really walked through a dealer's room with any kind of interest was you had to buy yourself a belt. Yes. I think you needed a belt. And you're like, shit, I don't have a, I, I forgot my belt or whatever. So we were walking through, you're like, I got to get a belt. Like legitimately, mm-hmm. Chris had to do a belt for his pants. They need a belt uh, not to strike somebody. You need the first pants. So like, it was like one so of those instances. Yeah, but it's just funny because again, it's like it's not what you think it is. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's the things that are it's it's weird and kind of mundane in a lot of ways. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just yeah. But we've had some good times, and, we, and we'll get more into. Oh, it's always fun. We'll get more into exact the exactitudes of of certain kinks. We we will mm-hmm. and, and over the shows, but we didn't have a guest for today. And I figured, let me just get on the, get on here with Chris. Oh, and enjoy a little Always bit. delightful, always fun. Yeah, and we, we hope you're having a good time listening to Lucky Non Vanilla. We're having a great Absolutely. time producing because we're show. having a blast. Yeah, and we know we know we're spreading right rattle around across the world a little bit, and that's always mm-hmm. good, you know. And we we're gaining new listeners all the time. And um, go to the website too. It's LuckyNonVanilla.com yes. to read up on. You know, I usually post blogs once or twice a week. And you could reach us there mm-hmm. and you could write us there. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you. That's for sure. You know, absolutely. If you have any ideas for shows, if you want to get some feedback, definitely drop us a line. You know, yeah. we're more than willing. And we're also going to do an online erotica writing class probably next month, maybe sometime. We're hoping to do that um, very soon. Yeah. And uh, yep. we'll, we'll give you more details about that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, we're just trying every avenue we can to reach out and, 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 and connect with people. Is, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so this has been Licking Non Vanilla with Ralph Greco Jr. and Chris, otherwise known as M. Christian. We had a wonderful time today, didn't we, Chris? 
Absolutely. Always a blast. Yes. All right. We'll see you next time, kitties, uh, my little droogs. And uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're signing out. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. And visit us on the web at www.lickingnonvanilla.com.